Welcome back to Stay Tuned. I am still Rich. I'm Holly. And today we're joined by a special guest, one that I know is really close to my heart. My wife, my partner in crime, my best friend, Jessica. Say hi, Jess. Hi. She says hi for everybody. Uh, today's topic of discussion is season one of the Netflix hit drama, You. I'm going to paint you a picture, okay? Tell me if this story sounds familiar. Boy meets girl, girl meets boy, and a chance, you know, encounter. They lock eyes, they exchange verbal barbs, and then right there, it's a love story made for the ages. That's not what we're going to be discussing today. Um, our <laughs> ma- the people in the story are interesting to say the least, but once again, we are thrown behind the eyes of our main character, our protagonist, Joe Goldberg. And Joe Goldberg is a interesting character. He is passionate about a lot of things. He is a classic archetype of romantic hero, in his own mind at least. He is a little bit obsessed with books and obsessed with the idea of being someone's hero and the idea of love, even though it could be a little bit intense. So today we're going to be discussing season one of You. There'll be small spoilers. We will do our best to... Limit them. Because Holly loves spoilers. Uh, yeah, it's all Holly. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so, I know. Sorry, guys. Call her Holly the spoiler going forward, okay? So yes, sit back, drink your tea like we're doing right now, and in Jess's case, enjoy your coffee, iced coffee, and let's uh, discuss Holly. you. And we're going to do something a little different this time. I'm going to start off the episode introductions, because why not? So episode one is the pilot of you. We meet Joe Goldberg. He's picture picture of Joe. Joe's tall. He's handsome. He is the atypical man. The people like you know see who you know he turns heads. He's he's not a bad looking guy. He meets our female lead. Her name is Guinevere Beck, but because she's so trendy and hip, her friends just call her Beck. You know. Back in real life. Back, back in, in real life. Back in real life. It's actually her email address. What she gives out and everything. Mm-hmm. So Beck and Joe meet because Joe is the manager at a old bookstore in New York City. It's very like you know hipster focused kind of bookstore. Like nothing there is like ebooky. It's all hardback. Old school. Old school yes. because he has that feel for it. You know. So they meet, they exchange, and basically they talk about who they are and Joe gets this weird instant attraction to her because Beck is you know, she's a pretty girl you know blonde hair and everything you know well put together you know cute and Joe takes the idea of Beck just giving her name to him was like okay she wants me to want her yeah he took it as an open invitation to just stalk her down is what happened now, being the only guy in this room, I can tell you right now from my youth, if a girl was saying to me, like, hey, I am insert name here, I'm like, well, this girl loves me. You know, <laughs> you would take any compliment as a, the gospel every single time. And, you know, it's, it's, it's okay, you know, when you're like 10 years old. But Joe's like his like late 20s, or like early 30s probably. And he just begins to uh, basically track down Beck by doing the classic Facebook creep. He creates a Facebook profile to creep on her and one of joe's best lines in this episode which 
my wife and me, we laugh about constantly, even to this day, was Joe goes to, you know, because Joe has this inner monologue going, and he gets all creepy and silent, and he goes, she wants me to find her. You, you <laughs> want me to look for you. Right. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. All because she paid with a credit card that had her name on it, as opposed to paying cash. Yeah, because... Everyone pays with a credit card these days. Yeah, I mean, Grant... We took that as... Yeah, like, she wants me. Come she wants me. Yes. Yeah, come, come find me. <laughs> come find me. Come find me. It's currently 2020, as of this recording. The show was made in 2018, I believe. And even back then, I have not paid with cash unless I have to pay with cash. You know, like, I don't like carrying around money, you right. know? So if I was to go and get a pizza at a store, I don't want the clerk to say, you know what... Rich really wanted the Domino's pizza. He wanted my extra toppings. I'm going to get him later tonight. I'm like, I don't want those toppings on me. <laughs> right. Okay. And sure, there was a little bit of flirting going on inside the bookstore when she was looking for whatever she was buying in that bookstore. Yeah. But still wasn't an open invitation for him to use her name, track her down, find her yeah. address, find everything about her. That's She was just paying with a credit card. Yeah. yeah. So let's be honest. Yeah. But so, remember the bracelets, you know? The bracelets. <coughs> she wants attention. Yes. Oh, yes. She wants all the attention because Beck is obsessed with being wanted, apparently. So we took a little flash forward in time here. Joe is still being ever so let's I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. I'm gonna say Joe is being romantic and stalking her on Facebook and going through her stuff and finding out where she lives. It's just a strong liking. That's yeah, all it I is, mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, how can you fault the guy for for fold the head over heels for a girl like Guinevere Beck? <laughs> I couldn't. I wouldn't dare. But then we you know we go out and we see that Joe has found out where she lives <laughs> by means. Yeah. Now, a little intense. Now, ladies. And I want to ask you if, let's say if a Ryan Gosling, because he's a, he's a hottie right now. If Ryan Gosling just tracked you down and like watched you outside your house, would you guys be okay with that? That's creepy. It, it's Ryan Gosling, so I'm going to be okay with it. Okay. But I'm also not okay with it because it's creepy. <laughs> Jess is not okay yeah. with it to be okay. Okay. <laughs> Flashbacks last week's episode. Um, okay, Holly, if let's say any member from BTS did that to you. Would I be yeah. fine? Give me Ravi from VIXX. <laughs> but anyway. It, it's a fine line. Between love and creepiness. It, it's a fine line. Right, because it's not just that he's finding out where she lives and, you know, going and staying outside her house while she's got people there. He's inserting himself into her life. He basically lies to the landlord or someone to get into her apartment. Yes. He yeah. hacks into her computer. He steals her phone at one point. You know, there's a lot of things oh. that he does to get into her life that is like, oh, so New not great. So I am from New York City. Okay, I'm from New York City originally. And I know for a fact that it's almost impossible to run into the same person twice. It's, it's, it's a big city. It's populated like no other. And it's almost impossible. Now, and she's okay with running into multiple times. It's just a coincidence. It's a, fine. A coincidence in a city populated in the millions. Now, you live in like a smaller area, like I say, like a small town. You'll see people like that, you know, eventually. But this is a New York City place, and he happens to meet her when she is going through these rough times. And also, also too, right? Beck is very, for a better choice of words, a little basic. If, if I can say that, she's a 
wannabe poet with no real stories to tell and her friends kind of know that she's not really good at it but they can't really tell her because she gets mad about it and right and i mean her friends are questionable anyways none of them seem like really great very shallow friends to her um but also like you mentioned like she doesn't have stories to tell she kind of creates her own and makes things up in order to tell stories yes Yes. um which is later on in the season i suppose we could talk about that but um yeah yeah so so beck is then based so beck is actually kind of seen a guy named benji benji is kind of like a like a trust fund kid Right, he has a typical with, yeah. trust fund, you know. Yeah, he wears a beanie all year round. He's got a really, really trim and true hipster. Yeah, hipster look. I'm not bashing the hipster look at all. No, I, mean, I wish I could pull it off. I, I can't. I he's got some business with like he's, seltzer water or he's, soda he's, or something. He's making yeah, healthier sodas. Seasonal soda yeah. or whatever. It yes, is. that's the word. Yeah. Artisanal. That, that yeah. sounds lame. Even saying it out loud, <laughs> uh, I just lost a little bit of brain cells there. You, I'd buy it. <laughs> Our sponsor next week would be Artisanal Soda. <laughs> Please, if you want a healthy choice of soda and sweets, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> so we noticed. Uh, so then Joe sees Benji and Beck. He's watching Beck. Uh, First off, out. can she put like some shades on her windows? Thank you. Yes. She's on the bottom floor of this New York City New York townhouse, City. brownstone, whatever. And joking. first of all, let's back up there. Scale it back. How on earth does she afford this apartment? Um, she works in student as a, housing. Remember, yeah. but yeah, what kind of student what housing? What kind of student housing is that? I know okay. it's a beautiful apartment. Yeah. It is. I, was I think a I jealous, live in a, yeah. I think I live in a studio apartment for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, to Holly's point, she lives on the first floor with no curtains, which I'm sure Joe takes as another like, oh, she's basically inviting me to watch. He exactly. actually he actually said some wrong note those lines too. Right. Is when Joe was watching her, he was watching her get undressed, he was getting aroused by seeing her, and he had, I don't know what's going on, but he had a public erection or something, it was just strange. And he then sees Benji come out of nowhere and beck at him hook up, and then Joe says, I'm not going to say these words because I'm keeping it a clean episode this week. He says, Beck, in his brain, who the F is this, Beck? And that, fun, that part is pretty hilarious, honestly. Yes. Yeah, it was. It was. Because Joe feels betrayed, like, oh my god, Beck. But then, like, he keeps making it seem like Beck is in need of his help constantly, which, in his mind, once again, this is what I'm taking as his, he, he wants to be Beck's hero. to Knight save in her. shining armor. Right. Yep. I think he's trying to justify his actions by, well, she's inviting me to do this, or mm-hmm. she's yes. in need of help. So, like, in his mind, he's okay stalking her he's okay inserting himself into her life right. he's okay he's all just doing everything that he does it's it's not okay to, to, to do that kind of stuff obviously because joe he, joe just like said earlier so he inserts himself in her life and through chance circumstance it, she doesn't even notice the fact that wait a second big city this random guy at a bookstore keeps finding me and these things keep happening to me i wonder why and you would think that person of like 10 IQ could figure out maybe he's the catalyst of this whole thing maybe he's the guy starting this whole thing maybe I should be weary of the stranger no not at all no why, no. why would we ever think that <sighs> no common sense no common sense but some of her friends are pretty cool you know we have uh, Peach Salinger who I like uh, quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, Peach is actually is not a peach <laughs> <laughs> 
Peach is also a trust fund baby. Yep. Coming from the Salinger family, supposedly. Um, She's supposed to be Beck's closest friend. Yeah. Who Beck always seems to have to be there for, but in return, Peach is not the greatest friend to Beck all the time. No. Like, I think at one point in time, when Beck was trying to confide in Peach about her poetry, Beck pretty much said, and, you know, they may say, all right, but she's like, how about you just give it up? You know, I'll, and then Beck offers like, hey, you know, I'll take care of you. You know, I got money. I got money, girl. I'll take care of you. Peach says that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Peach says that. And Peach is like, yeah, I I can take care of you. You know, what do you, what do you need? You know, it's, you know, trying to be that friend because she uses her money as a show of friendship, which in return is not really true. You really can't buy someone's love. And this is where we get the, the other love as well. There's this uh, friendship love that goes a little bit too far in Peach's world. How she tries to use her money to control Beck. Um, and we try to obviously Beck here is actually the focal point of people's obsession here Joe and Peaches and also people around her people seem to be drawn to Beck because of her just her personality yeah. I, mean, I guess yeah yeah, yeah I mean I, I, I know I know yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you're right people yeah. sometimes flock to people they want to fix yes. yeah I know I know Jess said before in the we watched the show uh, a few years ago together and she was kind of confused like she's like why are people so obsessed with this Beck woman and I was like I don't know. I guess, I mean, she's cute, I guess. I mean, and, you know, well, I mean, a lot of people are cute. Right. You know? But what is it about her that makes her so special? But and that's what we're going to discuss a little bit. Why she's so special to people around her. Because so, she's a train wreck. Because she's a mess <laughs> and a half of a person. She is a bit of a train wreck. Okay. Cool. That was episode one, more or less, of season one of You. So we're going to jump to season, uh, sorry, episode two. And uh, episode's called... <laughs> <laughs> the last nice guy in New York. And I wonder who that person could be. I mean, you don't think Joe's a nice guy? I do think Joe's a nice guy. I actually really like Joe as a character. Okay. That's a that's a Interesting. Talk. That's a talk right there. <laughs> Interesting. I, yeah. I really liked him as a character. I'm do a, you think, Holly, because I struggled with this a little bit at the beginning of the series, um, did you relate to him too much as Dan from Gossip Girl every time you nope, saw him on screen? No, because I never watched Gossip oh, Girl. See, I was... I loved Gossip Girl. Guilty pleasure. Ah. Obviously, it's Penn Badgley, same actor. Yep. No, so I didn't have that. He had a little bit background. of that Dan from Gossip Girl thing going on, only because I won't ruin Gossip Girl for everyone. Yeah, but. don't do that. That's, that's next episode. I couldn't episode. get over that for like the first episode. Oh, okay. I was like, okay, so maybe he's going to turn, yeah. and it won't be quite as bad, but... Anyways, moving on from that. So it's gonna be a little spoiler here um, for episode two. We we how I stated last last episode that Benji um, Beck's quasi pseudo booty call boyfriend uh, Joe basically takes him, kidnaps him. He he kidnaps him. He knocks him out. He tricks him, and to well Joe tells Benji that he is an investor for his. Artisanal soda. <laughs> I can't say that with a straight oh, face. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm just getting dumber saying the word every single time. But anyway, um, he takes him hostage, and then basically Joe pits him in the bookstore basement in its glass confinement cage. And that that confinement cage was made by the owner of, of the shop, Mr. Mooney. Joe's yep, Mr. Uh, Mooney. Mr. Mooney. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe's, I guess. Caretaker or um, adoptive father? Yeah, mentor. Yeah. Mentor. Mentor. Like, yeah, yeah. We, don't, we, we don't really get the whole 
idea what yeah. he actually is. We know that there's a backstory, and he's some sort. He has some sort of a relationship with Joe, yeah. kind of a father figure, mentor like person. Yeah. yeah, but then we we see that in that glass cage, uh, we we see a flashback of Joe when he was younger, when he would uh, make a mistake, and Mister Mooney would put him in in that cage as punishment to learn because teach him a lesson because right. books are precious things, and you he and Mister Mooney took books so serious and obviously literature is serious and it's something that you can't you know gloss over but he made it his passion to say that you do not damage these written words and Joe paid for it and right there we see the the trauma that Joe occurred at a young age and then that is the writing trying to get us to relate to this main character who's kind of a monster so and then and then we do that I mean at one point in time I'm like not too bad. I mean, he has, he has a little, I mean, a little kidnapping, some community service. He'd be a pretty good guy. You know, and I'm, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be unbiased because I'm trying to figure out the whole story here. And I'm seeing, and then I'm, I'm seeing Joe really deal with his issues. And you see him trying to outrightly not hurt somebody, you know? So we then flash back to the current time and we see that Joe is having a discussion with Benji and. Benji basically is asking, "What do you want?" You know, wh- you know, it's about. And then, then, then Joe's like asking about Beck, and he's like, "It's about." And Benji's like, "You want Beck?" So like, you can have her, man. I don't want her. Yeah, She's he like, didn't care. Yeah, he yeah. didn't care. And then we realize that Joe finds out that Benji is a bit of a junkie. Uh, he does a lot of drugs, and Joe uses that to his advantage. Um, Benji also mentions that he has an allergy to peanuts, which Joe doesn't really believe. Whatever. Along but, with his many other allergies. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Gluten-free uh, and all gl- this stuff. Gluten-free, you name it. He had all... Um, there's one point then uh, that I think um, he tells a story. So, like Jess said earlier, too, that Beck doesn't have any, like, real stories. But she, Benji mentioned that Beck has something going on with this red spatula, I believe. Oh, uh, the ladle. Yeah, the, the ladle. Yeah, the ladle. The ladle that mm. uh, encompasses where her father... And Beck then tells people that her dad died of a drug overdose and everybody took a toll on her and everything and how, you know, it's been so hard to write ever since. So we then see that we, we Joe is still tracking Beck and we see that Beck is actually, you know, in Beck's teacher uh, or I guess where is Advisor. Yeah, yeah, advisor. Yeah. yeah, at the school she goes to. She's in co- She's a college student. Yeah. So her yeah. Yeah, advisor. Her MFA. Yeah. He is actually like attracted to her, he asked her out to have a a colleague's dinner. So Beck then retorts saying, well, what would your wife think about that? And he's like, well, my wife is okay with me, you know, helping out my students, helping out my, you know, protégés, you know, more or less. So they go to dinner, you know, and Beck is trying to be polite and nice and everything about it. And he makes a pass at her. And then this guy turns it around her and he's like, I was never making a pass at you. You know, you got things confused. Was he? I thought it was he... He put his hand on her leg right, and he made a pass at her. Exactly, but didn't he... And I apologize because I haven't watched this in over a year now, but didn't he kind of allude to the fact that she would lose her student housing if yes. he didn't... Yeah. If she didn't kind of sleep with sleep him, with him yeah. basically. He didn't already say it, but you know what? The Bible language was all there. But then when she there. called him on it, right. he yeah. backed it up. He yeah. said, no, 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 you got it wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then he leaves in the half because he felt like he was the one, you know, betrayed. Even though Beck was the one who was clearly, you know, violated right there. Right. 
she so, was good. I mean, she did what right. most people should be doing. Yeah. And that sets up one of the funniest scenes because she comes home really upset from that and she's on the phone with her mom. And she starts to... She wants to go in and take a shower. Do you remember this? <laughs> yes. So she goes in to take a shower and Joe... And this is the part where Joe had snuck into her apartment. Yep. yep. And he was going through her stuff, like, taking her underwear and, and smelling she, it. he's yeah. hiding in her shower. Yep. She turns the water on without looking. He's yep. getting soaking wet. And then she receives another phone call and... Yeah, from, from her girlfriends. Right. And... Somehow Joe gets out of there without her knowing. I, I don't know how he didn't make a sound. I Either know. it's cold or hot. I mean, there's no way that was perfect temperature yeah. as soon as you turned that on. Yeah. I would have definitely made Just a sound. one of the ways Joe got lucky throughout this yeah, Joe first is, season, too. Joe has, a very lucky guy. Joe yes. has the luck of no other. It's just yeah. like, he has the... He should have been caught a thousand times. Yeah. But. He's just uber sloppy. But, um, so, she goes out with her friends, and that was the night that, you know, they told her to give up on the, she's going to do a public poetry reading, and she just basically bombed. Aww. And so, she's drunk, mm-hmm. and she's sad. She's sad because she invited Benji, and he didn't come. He didn't yeah. show up. Yep. Again, he's trapped in a box somewhere. Yep. Her friends but didn't want to be there. her friends didn't want to be there. They didn't support her, really. Uh... But Joe shows up and listens to it because he found out her plans because he was spying on her. Because Joe went through her computer and just been tracking her ever since while mm-hmm. he was knowing. So basically, uh, Beck is upset about her bombing at the poetry reading. She leaves in a in a in a quick hurry. She and drunken state. Drunken state. But here's something crazy, right? The train station once again from from New York City. No one's in the train station terminal whatsoever except Beck. It's kind of quiet. Beck falls over in the train and tracks. And Joe. Beck and Joe. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. yeah. That's it? How did exactly. Joe get there so quick? That's so crazy. You know? So, um, they just, you know, her phone drops. She's trying to get her phone because, I'm not sure you guys know, right? When you're young, your phone's like your lifeline. You ever notice that if, if your phone battery dies, your, like, life kind of, like, just stops. You're like, oh, my God. My battery's dead. And, like, you have, like, mm-hmm. a, like this, like, weird eulogy. Like, it was so young. <laughs> it could be charged in time. No, but, um, so, she loses her phone. Unbeknownst to Beck, Joe has her phone. Screen's all cracked and whatnot. But Joe kept her phone unlocked and kept her, uh, but Beck got a new phone. And when she did that, it's now linked. So, now, Joe gets all her text. Oh, the cloud. Yeah. Yep, the cloud. Just be careful. I love those Apple products. Always get... <laughs> Always, I'm not gonna bash Apple, okay? But always gonna, always gonna pass code on your phone because you never know we may lose it. You know, I lost my phone before in a couch for hours. I don't know what happened to it. Just don't. Well, he oh. did bring that up. He said she's very trustworthy because no. none of her devices have pass codes. But once again, that's Joe once again saying that she, she's okay. Exactly. She, she right did here. it because yeah. you know she sees she, me exactly. So he then begins to track her and. They have this. They start kick off this random, you know, romance of sorts. I don't know which really. Well, they keep running into each other spontaneously, apparently, Mm -hmm. in her mind. Um, So yeah, they do start a casual dating. Yeah, they start hanging out. They go. They go to a party where Joe meets Peach Salinger, and you know, Peach is not really a big fan of Joe. I think I think Peach looks down on Joe for being like not as not a good match for Beck because of he's he's not like really like you know like from money. Um, I think that's the issue right there. And at the at the party that they go to, by another set circumstance, a person there knows Joe from his past. 
yes. And references mm-hmm. a... Uh, Peach's party. Yeah, Peach's party. References a person named Candace, who Joe said is living her best life in California, and he's happy for her. No, right. Rome. Yo, sorry. Rome. 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 Right, sorry about right. that. Yeah, Rome. Sorry about that. Um, and then, yeah, we kind of like ignore that. But you know for a fact that the writers won't mention a name like Candace, you know, so out of nowhere, but it means something. So I was waiting for this Candace to pop up somewhere, you know, who's, yeah. who's Candace, Candace, like his ex-girlfriend, his, his baby mama drama, you know, whatever is going on, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Right. I don't know. But we yeah. can just flash forward here. Yeah. Episode three. Ooh. Lots of casual encounters. I mean, yep. it's pretty, pretty great. Episode three is cool, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's three. Uh, Holly, take us to a piece of maybe, please. Oh, I don't know. They were just having casual encounters, you know, he's following her around still trying to see what's going on yeah they're becoming closer though like they are i remember this is the episode where they have to go furniture shopping together because she needs a new bed and they and then they basically they make out and then joe tries to do something to her sexually which she wasn't really okay with and he's confused he's like i thought that's what she wanted because that's what he had heard from Benji, right? That she's like really right. down and dirty kind of girl. But the thing about it, though, as he he's hearing this from, from Benji and you hear this from mm-hmm. Beck, we don't really know what kind of person Beck really is because it seems like she's like living like two different lives. Yeah, he's to, getting a lot of hearsay from yeah. the friends Benji, mm-hmm. and he needs to find out who she is so, for himself. So Joe puts on his classic stalker hat. <laughs> And I feel like this is kind of a thing that Jess knows too as well was like people on Netflix right when they're out there doing their stalking or undercover work whenever they need to be undercover yeah all they do is wear a baseball hat yeah Yeah. every time I'm like whoa I couldn't tell you all from anybody (laughs) we watched another show on Netflix The Stranger which is also fantastic yeah same thing anytime she needed to be undercover she was just oh baseball hat yeah no one is gonna know who she is nope (laughs) same with Joe Same same with Joe um but then Joe realizes that, you know, he's going to keep checking on Benji, and he's going to feed Benji. And like Holly says, well, Benji has a lot of <laughs> dietary issues yeah, and how yeah. he's... And then he's also thinking, like, oh, now I have this guy in a box. What happens if I let him out? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I'm done. Yeah, like, He's I'm going done. to go to the police, even though Benji has said, you know, I'll give you money, let me out, oh, I won't yeah. say anything, let me out. Yes. You know, yeah. Benji gets out of that box, he's, he's going, to, going to go right to the police. Correct. But then what happens that Benji and Joe... They kind of connect. They A little bit because of what Benji says, mutual destruction. Uh, Benji then shares with, with Joe a secret that he has been hiding for years, that he wants was a part of this person dying at a party. So Benji gives Joe the information. Mm-hmm. He's like, listen, if I go to the cops, man, you can give this right here and we both go down. So that's just him having collateral. Like, hey, you'll never hear from me again. I'll, I'll leave. I'll, I'll be out of here forever. Mm-hmm. You can have Beck. I don't care. I'm done with this, man. You know, I'm done. And I do actually want to uh, go back a little bit because we skipped a kind of important character in the story. We skipped over Paco. Oh, um, I love Paco. Paco yeah. is this adorable little kid. Kind of a second storyline running. Yeah, he, in the series. He, it definitely is the the B story throughout the um, storyline, and Paco is this young uh, kid who the neighbor's son. Yeah, the neighbor, neighbor's son. Uh, his mom is dating this correction officer. Yeah, uh, I think Ron is his name. Yeah, yeah. and um, Ron, Ron, who's not the best person. Who I'm pretty sure 
he beats his girlfriend and he's really hard on Paco and he thinks Joe's a creep because he says, I know people like you and you're not trustworthy. Because he works at a bookstore and he's like old school. Yeah, he's no old reason. school. And, and Paco is taking a liking to Joe because, more but, than he likes Ron because, yeah. you know, yeah, but Ron is trying to be the... Ron's father figure who's well, not well Joe also Joe's also nurturing uh, Paco's love of books as well exactly like like Mooney did to Joe when he's a kid but just like what Mooney did to Joe Joe tells Paco that these books are important mm-hmm. you cannot destroy these things because they are valuable assets that should be treasured forever and Paco takes it to the heart and so what Joe gives Paco I forgot I think it's the Count of Monte Crisco he gives in that book I believe mm. that's the book and I feel like that book is a his, his own big brain wannabe talk here is a uh, analogy for how Paco wants to escape because that book's about escaping your prison. Mm-hmm. How he wants to get out of this whole bad situation with, between Ron and his mom, and he wants to just be a better, wants to live a, a better life. So then Ron threatens Joe throughout the, throughout the series about how like you come near my uh, girlfriend's kid again, I'll, I'll beat you up, man. You know mm-hmm. I'm a I, I'm a big guy. I do a push per day, and now Joe is like. Joe's like kind of wafy, so skinny little dude. I don't see how he can hurt anybody. <laughs> you know, I don't see how he can even hurt a fly. But you know, apparently, he's enough to warrant Ron's, you know, like violence, you know, warning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so Paco's really important to the story because we try, once again, the writers are trying to make us feel for Joe by showing us that he cares for this kid enough to get his. He goes, Hey, I want to share with you food. I want to share yeah, with you. To my, like my, get my, involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Enough, and he and we see that this that Joe is not all bad, but then you try to think about it once again. We're seeing the story through Joe's eyes every step of the way, and are we ever really the villains in, in our own story? Is what comes once again back to full circle. Because I mean, are we? No, I would think no. Yeah, you don't think of yourself that way, and that's why he's constantly trying to justify every action, what everything he's that he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, it's because of this, or she let me do this, or yep. she wanted me to do this. He's and trying I, to justify everything along the way. So. Yeah, and I definitely think Joe took um, a liking to Paco because they kind of alluded to the fact that Joe came from a difficult home family, which is why he ended up kind of connecting with Mr. Mooney and that's why he feels protective towards Paco because he sees himself in him. Right. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so episode three is very important because like like Jess said and Holly said they went shopping for furniture and this is where we get uh, you see Joe's sweet ride for the first time. <laughs> it's a nice red car. It's, oh, yeah. it's Mooney's car. Mooney's car. Mooney's car. So we reference so once again we, 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 we mentioned that uh Benchy has allergies to a lot of things, and uh, um, we'll just leave it at that. yeah, because yeah, we don't want to give away too many spoilers. Yeah, yeah. but let's keep going. Um, yeah, so basically, right, Joe gets the car. He, he takes it out, and Beck's impressed. Like, whoa, this this, and she's like, "How does a guy like you who works at a bookstore have a ride like this?" He's like, "Well, it's uh, it's Mooney's car," and she's like, "Just like that, they question it anymore." Mm-hmm. But I would be like, "How's a guy like Mooney have a car like this?" Because once again, it's still a bookstore. Mm-hmm. We all know that bookstores are like, you know, they're you get money I guess from a bookstore, but I don't think once again, it's hard. This 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 car is beautiful. You know, I'm not even a car enthusiast, but I was like, Wow, Joe, you can stalk me any day of the week in that car. I don't care. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Take me for which you are. Yeah. So we go to episode four. We go forward in time and Holly, give me the beats of that show, please. Episode, please. Well, 
Is episode four the one where they go to the Renaissance yes. Fair? Oh, yes. Oh, the captain. Yes. Oh, captain, my captain. So, Beck is going out of town. I think that she gives Joe some excuse as to why she's going out of town, and I'm not exactly sure if that's correct or not. Cause like yeah, that, said, that was after the awkward evening. Yes. Yep. But she mm-hmm. says she's going out of town, and of course, Joe is already on it and stalking her and finding out where she's going. Beck is going to a Renaissance Fair in Connecticut. Maybe I can't remember where it was. I think it's uh, somewhere outside of the city. Yeah, Yeah. it was Um, like three hours away or something like that. Turns out, Beck is visiting the Renaissance Fair for her father, who is definitely not dead. Definitely did not die of a drug overdose. Still alive. Still alive. Um, Married has another child or two, right? I think Beck has a sister. Um. So Beck is there with them at the Renaissance Fair, and what do you know? Joe shows up. <laughs> Joe. And his excuse, by the way, is he's there. I think he said he's either uh, selling or trying to buy classic books. books. Buying books, yeah. yes. But it's random that once again, how are you here? How exactly. what, the timing once again, like every step of the way, how are you here? Although he did say he did lie to her, and he did tell her the truth about why he yeah. was there. But then, like, you so, know... see? Glimmer of light. Once again, trying to humanize Joe. A little bit. Mm-mm. But then, <laughs> but then we realize that, once again, Jess said, Beck's dad's not dead. So and she's lying yeah, as well. She's yeah. keeping secrets. She's making up these stories so that she has stories to tell. Because, making her life seem more interesting. But, right. but, then, or, but in actuality, she's not that exciting of a person. And that's what, you know, we come to terms with saying maybe Beck is not as amazing as people in their heads think they, that, you know, that she really is. So we then, you know, I mean, we're not going to overexplain the episode because it's not a spoilers in the episode as well. But yes. we're going to hit certain beats of the, of the story. Um, if you actually, um, if you notice, it's actually pretty funny in the episode. There's a part in an episode when Joe is actually looking around and just calling them nerds more or less. <laughs> I was thinking like... How can it be nerds when you're like the guy who's like obsessed with these books? <laughs> like, yeah. like you're like, and about how he's you're a hero. It's 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 kind of funny how it actually happens. Um, how he's not in a costume, but his old school look still kind of makes it. Yeah, like he tried. I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Yep. So, like, we're not gonna like so we're gonna over explain every episode. Just can't you on the, the best beats of the story. So. We go episode five, and the episode is called and pick up here real quick. Living with the enemy. Living with the enemy, and yeah. episode is really interesting because I, I think uh, Peach starts to really smell Joe out for where he really is, mm-hmm. and well, I think Peach is getting a little jealous because she's you know Beck is spending more time with Joe and less less time with Peach and not paying as much attention to Peach, which Peach was used to always having right. Beck, yeah, whenever she needed her, yeah. At yeah. her becking call for a second. Yes. You. You're good. <laughs> I, this, is why, this, is why, this, this works. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, so we, we realized that Joe uh, Joe stole a book from Peach's house. Oh, Remember that? Right, Ozma. Uh, and yes. Peach is like, Joseph. But by the way, she will never oh. call him Joe. Because she's too good for that. She refers to him as Joseph. Joseph. Anytime she talks about him or so, to him. I like it's it, actually. It's like so yeah. demeaning, though. Every time she says it, I'm yeah. just like, uh. Because, once again, that's Peach's character. And they, they do a yeah. good job of showing that she has yeah. this, this mm-hmm. air of snobbery right. about her. That, 
Joseph, what do you do? You know, and she makes fun of his profession, you know, yeah. whenever she can about oh, yeah. his lack of funds and yep. yeah, it's all that kind of stuff. But going she on. is right. I mean, she's picking up on things that Joe is obsessive. Joe is, you know, kind of controlling things that Beck is doing a little yep. bit without really, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. She's picking up on things and she's telling Beck, you know, he's not a great guy. You should break up with him. Well, and it's Beck because is, they, you know, have similar interests. Yes, that is true. That yeah. is true, and we'll get to that in the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, which, you know, we can do that right now. Right. So they yep. go away to Peach's summer home, is that, second home, is, family, is that what's family home in yeah. Connecticut. It's it's gigantic mansion that she has it's in Connecticut. It is nice. It's nice. Very nice. Very pretty. They go away for a long weekend. Um, yeah, and it's made clear that Peach has additional feelings for Beck. Which she asked her to go with her to, I want to say, France? Paris, or, yeah. Paris, yep. Paris yeah. yeah. So the episode, the episode six, it's called uh, Amour Fou. Mm. And I looked it up, actually. I googled what that actually means. And it says, obsessive, obsessive passion is what it translates to, actually. Yay. So it shows that, like, these two people, Joe and Peach, are basically only two, two odds of the spectrum. You know, they, they both want, in the middle, they want Beck. So Beck is the object of the obsession for both of them, but they really don't, do they really want Beck? Or they just want to, you know, like, have Beck because they, they see Beck as a thing. You know, not really a person. Because, she's an object. Yeah, she's definitely an object of obsession. She's an object, but I also think, you know, like, especially for Joe... He's making her in his mind to be what he wants her to be. Mm-hmm. And she's not always fitting into that mold. And maybe the same thing for Peach, too. Like, she's expecting her to be this certain way. Um, yeah. But she's not. And, yeah. you know, Beck is Beck. And yeah. But they are both vying for her affection. Yes. But at the same time, you know, like, Peach has feelings for her that are more than friendly, you know, more, you know, than, than, than a friend should have. And no, Peach wants to have a romantic relationship. Yeah, Let's yeah. just be honest. We can, yeah. that's yes. not that big of a spoiler. You'll no. see it coming kind of throughout the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you definitely oh, will, Peach. girl. You definitely will. Um, yeah. But of course, guess who shows up to... <laughs> To Connecticut. To Connecticut. How did Joe get there? Well, he got there in the very nice car is how he got there. In Mooney's car. In Mooney's Yay, car. Mooney's car. Um, but he tries to, you know, stay hidden, stay out of sight. Um, he's there just to spy on Beck. But just to make sure we're good. Yeah. Make sure we're safe. But Peach sniffs him out. Mm-hmm. She knows he's there. She catches him. And things transpire. Yeah. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Yes, they do. Yes. Let's leave it at that. Um, <laughs> now we skip ahead a little bit, right? We can, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go, let's go a little bit in the future, okay? Yes. Everything ship. Yeah. Ooh, that's episode name. So we we meet um, a new character. We meet, um, what's his name again? Dr. Uh, Nikki. Dr. Nikki. Yeah, I know. And played by John Stamos, who yeah, is... Yeah, yeah. Is that really, like, as yeah. soon as I saw that, I was like, oh. I was like, yeah. Uncle Jesse, you got a beard. <laughs> Have mercy, you know. So we we meet Doctor Nikki, and he and Joe is meeting with him, and he's just talking about Beck, you yeah. Know? yeah. And he's 
kind of giving it away a little bit. Like, you know, what, what's going on? Well, let's back up a little bit. So, Dr. Nikki is Beck's therapist. Yeah. Yes. Originally. Originally. Yeah. And Beck is going to see him, you know, talking through issues. Joe, of course, then... Hey, Beck's going. Beck's going. I'm also going to go see Dr. Nikki. Beck, I'm sorry, Joe, I believe, gives him a false name. Yeah, yeah. You know, he is trying to get in to see what this therapist is providing Beck that he can't. You know, here's another person that's in my way, another Mm -hmm. obstacle I have to get through in order to get all of Beck's attention. One thing that Joe references quite a bit about his uh, love for Beck, and I use the term love with air quotes here, um, is... He said that before he will walk through fire for her and he will do whatever it takes to make her, you know, safe yes. and happy. Yeah, he keeps saying he'll step over the line. And yep. He said, there's no boundary I won't cross for you. Right. Yes. Which, but then we then find out that Nikki, Dr. Nikki, I can't, I can't take it seriously either. Dr. Yeah. Nikki <laughs> and Beck are having relations. Or did have relations at one point. Yes. Yeah. And again, is everyone obsessed with this girl? I am. Everyone, I just... I am. Like, I actually emailed back when the show first came out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the very beginning, did you see her Tinder app? Like, there was... Every oh, yeah. list of people. Everyone was obsessed with her. Um, yeah, so she and Dr. Nikki have a, a past. She's going back to therapy. Joe's not happy with it. Uh, yeah, Nikki has an issue with... Um, he has, he has issues, well, past issues with, with Beck, and Beck kind of wanted to break it off because she's seeing Joe, but then Joe wasn't the impression that, that they were still hooking up and everything, and he gets jealous, like most jealous, you know, immature people do. They take out of, they, they blame the, the other person, and he doesn't even, he doesn't even blame Beck. He's, yeah. he thinks that Nikki was taking advantage of, of Beck, even though it's right. a two way street that right. Beck knew what she was doing. She wanted Uncle, she wanted Uncle Jesse. You know, like 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 most girls did in the eighties. So, so. Um, and at this point, I, I don't I don't remember if it's exactly because she had this relationship with him or what, but Beck and Joe are no longer seeing each other. No, they split. They yes. are done. He, of course, he's still obsessed with her, but Joe yeah. actually moves on and has a new girlfriend for yep. a short time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paco's babysitter. I guess like caretaker like kind yeah. of um, right, right, yeah. right. Um, so Joe and Karen, I think her name was, yeah. were seeing yeah. each other for a little while. Um, but he, but of but, course, he's still. But he can't shake back. Yeah, he's still tracking back. Yep. Yeah. Well, also the caretaker, the babysitter, or whatever Karen, she was just she was perfect. In, yeah, she was in, perfect know, on paper for sure. She was self-confident and she wasn't full of all these, these he issues didn't, she didn't have, have issues to, he didn't have to fix her yes yep, he there was nothing her. to fix she was too good yes yeah. so and you know they don't last all that long but yeah you know <laughs> it's it's pretty good it's pretty good she deserved better than joe oh, oh she yeah. didn't know the whole story of joe obviously um just yeah, realizing once again probably a good thing for her <laughs> so just realizing right now uh like once again we did last week on oh, it's okay then that'd be okay I realized that if we discuss more, next episode we'll be giving away too much. Um, and going further, we'll get ready the rest of the season because there's it, a lot of twists towards the end of the show, of the season one. Yeah. And we, I don't want to hit on too many beats here because if yeah. we do, yeah. we, you won't enjoy it. And we're, we're trying to get better at not over-spoiling yeah. Not things. over-spoiling over-spoiling. for you guys. we give you a small spoiler. Small little spoilettes. Okay. But uh, I guess 
Um, I give my overall rating of season one of you. Yeah, but before you give your rating, no, I mean, I mean and I mean. before we, you know, like you said, you, you don't want to give any spoilers, but there are there is kind of a big plot twist right at the end, so definitely watch through the entire series. Yes, yes. yes. Um, you know, the last episode is a little. I, I was like very kind of surprised. Yeah. I didn't really see it ending the first season the way it did. Um, Same. I was definitely really I was like, surprised. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So but there's three episodes that yeah. we didn't get to, but watch. They're really important. Yeah. I mean, because the the moment that we discuss next episode, you're gonna be you're gonna know you're gonna know what's going yeah. on every step of the way, and then it's a lot of flashbacks and backstories that has to be covered, and right. you don't want to miss that. Especially episode eight, which was, in my opinion, one of the strongest episodes of the yeah. series. So, um, yeah, it, okay. it's a fun show. It's definitely uh, one to binge on Netflix. Yeah, I think it started off on what was it, Lifetime? Yeah, maybe? Lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Did not get the traction it needed there. It was a good thing that Netflix picked it up because it was. It's definitely a bingeable type show. Like yep. you watch one episode and you want to see what's going to happen next. Exactly. Yeah. There is a season two, and they are coming out with season three, hopefully after Corona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah and uh, definitely. You most, most. And you know what? Uh, if you guys liked this episode or the show, we will definitely do season two of you. Uh, closer to when season three is released on Netflix, I think in twenty twenty one. Probably. Ho- hopefully. hopefully <laughs> Hopefully we'll still be doing this show together. We have not, you know, you know, have not had it falling out like Joe and Beck and Simon. So, um, I can definitely uh, give my rating of this show of the season one. I'm, well, I'm not gonna go first. Oh. Um, you, know, you guys can go first. You know, ladies, please. Holly, you want know? to go first? Sure. I definitely loved this show. I loved everything about it. So I gave it an eight point five. Eight point five. Out of 10? Are we wait, are we doing out of ten or is it out of five? I can't remember. It's out of five. <laughs> oh sorry. So you, you broke the sorry. barrier, girl. Four point five then. Four point five. <laughs> I can't remember what the rating scale was. Oh, you know, it, it fluctuates. Yeah. Like yeah. like Joe's obsession. Anyways. Mm, true. Yeah. What you got there, young Jess? I also would give it a four point five out of five. Oh. I Definitely loved binging the show. Um, I actually rewatched part of it um, on our way home from your destination wedding, Holly. Uh-huh. That's it, actually where I started watching <laughs> this. Was on it was the plane on, ride. It was on the plane, so I rewatched a yeah. lot of it again. Um, <laughs> no, it's really just—it's a fun show. It's got a great cast, and it keeps um, you like it does. It really keeps you engaged. You're like, what's going to happen next? Um, yeah, I liked it. Four point five. Um, I'm going to give it a four. And this is my reasons why. I mean, like Justin Holly said, that the show is very good, very bingeable. But at the same time, I felt like there are characters in the show that were just like one-off characters that, that were not even really explored. And I get it. It's a it's a 10 episode uh, season, but there were characters in the show that I want to see more of and more backstory about. Like, I want to see more of Mr. Mooney, which I didn't really get to but obviously there's season two and three coming out maybe that happened in the future um also i was really um at a hard time just dealing with beck sometime with how stupid of a person that she can be to not understand that once again naive naive and you're living in a giant city the odds of meeting someone else is like so small like it's like like someone like joe so i felt like the writers were kind of just like making it too it, it wasn't it's, really believable yeah, yeah, in your eyes. Right, yeah. 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 And, yeah. And, and again, it's a TV show wrapped in mystery and fantasy and everything else, but that, that for me really bugged me quite a bit, which I just really can't get over. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it gets a four. 
it's still a solid show. Please watch it. I yeah, mean, it's watch fun. It. Definitely, definitely take a chance on it. It's good. Yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, we have some uh, announcements. Yay! Um, Always announcements. Yeah, announcements. Uh, I think Holly has one to talk about. Oh yeah. yeah. So the first announcement is we did make a Facebook group. So it's called Stay Tuned with Rich and Holly. So please join the Facebook group if you enjoy listening to us and we put some extra fun information in there. And some content. Some content that you might like. Yeah, it's really, 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 really nice. Uh, Holly is going to be uh, in charge of that because uh, I don't have Facebook because I'm not cool, you know, like mm-hmm. like your hip kids are. You're not cool like Benji? No, 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 no. I don't wear a beanie all year round. <laughs> I wish I could, though. I mean, I'll be, I'll love it. Uh, yeah, so check out the Facebook page. Also, like I I mentioned in last week's episode at the end of the episode that we have a web, sorry, we have a website coming soon and also an email address. Which is uh, stay tuned ny one at gmail. So stay tuned ny one at gmail.com. All one word. Uh, please email us. But it's also we get listener email. We have listener email. I'm gonna read right now. It was so ha- it made me really happy actually. Yeah, this I comes from it. a uh, it comes from from an old friend of mine who I hold dear and true, who I served with in, in the military with years ago. Uh, she says, Richard Holly, I'm so excited about this week's podcast. I wanted to shoot you a quick email to encourage y'all to keep doing what you're doing. The material selection has been on point and diverse. I'm really enjoying the aspect, and the Korean film Train to Busan and the Netflix series You have been my favorite so far. She was she's a big fan of you. She's looking forward to you. Have been she's like, and your discussions always make me smile. I hope you're encouraged by hearing from a listener as I'm encouraged by both of you. That is all. So thank you, Trish, for the nice words. Um, thank you for, you know, the email. It meant a lot to me, Holly. It's very, very cool that you reached out to us. Uh, we have a lot coming in the next com- coming weeks. A lot of shows. I mean, we're closer to October. A lot of horror coming. Woo! Scary Scary. Spooky, spooky, spooky. So yeah, thank you for that. It's been really, really a big big nice a little nudge and we like doing this whole thing so thanks again yeah thanks for listening to us yeah and thanks for having me guys thank you uh, for coming yeah thanks for for giving me your uh, two cents it's pretty great <laughs> maybe five so <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said please go out there enjoy this media have a conversation and you know we want to say thanks for staying tuned with us so as always for for the show, I'm Rich. And I'm Holly. And that was Jess. Thank you and stay safe. Thanks guys. Bye.